after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Well, you don't tell Ludacris what's ludicrous. Ludacris tells you what's ludicrous. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. Hello, Andrew. That seems like a um, fair rule. The ludicrous rule. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take direction from Ludacris. That's a. What, are we going to be talking about that ad later on? No. Okay, then can we talk about it now for a second? Sure. What's it for? It's for uh, it's, State Farm. It's for State Farm. It's part of a new campaign they're doing where Jake from State Farm, um, well, first something happens and uh, and somebody says something uh, in their life. Either they have a disaster or some they get some new thing that they need. They could, probably should insure. Yeah, some insurance-related occurrence. Occurrence. And the, the people say some word that triggers the appearance of a celebrity. So in this case, they... They say this is it's kind of forced. Like they say, they find that their kitchen has like flooded. Yeah, water's going all over the place out of their sink. It's like that little, uh, that little um, hose in the sink is spinning all over the place. Spinning everywhere. This couple says this is ludicrous, which isn't what you would say in that situation. But they say it a couple times, and then ludicrous magically appears in their kitchen and says, "You don't need ludicrous. You need Jake from State Farm." You don't tell ludicrous what's ludicrous. Ludicrous tells you what's ludicrous. (laughs) That's what he says. And then Jake from State Farm appears. I don't really love the ads. I think there's another one with Jimmy Fallon that's even worse because Jimmy Fallon appears when you say the word joke three times, according to this. And it's just like because he's a joke. uh, I mean, he I wish he would say something. I wish he would say literally anything (laughs) funny after he appears. Um, But so same premise. Right. He says, Mm -hmm. you don't need me. You need Jake from State Farm. I like the ludicrous one, though, because ludicrous oozes charm. I I, I guess I haven't seen him in a while. And here he is on on the small screen again. He looks amazing. He doesn't look like he's aged a bit. He has not aged a day. And he's just so cool. Yeah. Like the coolest person we know isn't anywhere near as cool as Ludacris, right? I hope not. If we know somebody as even fractionally as cool as Ludacris, like, we should have a more glamorous life. Well, cool doesn't necessarily mean wealth. I mean, there are plenty, you know. I didn't say wealthier, I said more glamorous. famous. I mean, you can be cool and not famous or glamorous. I do think that there's one funny joke in the Ludacris ad other than his line, which (laughs) is that at the end of it, the... The husband in this couple says, like, Ludacris says, like, I'm going to take off. And the husband says something like, don't you mean roll, roll out? out. <laughs> and he says, no. And he disappears. <laughs> so that's now, fun. Ludacris steals the steals the show there. Uh, so what do you want to talk about today? Well, it's sort of hard to explain. And oh, I, good. And I've been trying to explain it to you for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. now. And I and I, every time I start to explain it, you, you give me that puzzled look. Um, I probably just have gas. <laughs> um. I've been noticing commercials that to me feel like they are in some way inspired by uh, sort of meme culture, social media culture, kind of the modern condition, right? So it's it's sort of it's sort of a you know it when you see it type of of ad. But all of the ads we're going to talk about today in some way pick up or try to um, make hay with some kind of like cultural, thing that we mostly that I think originated or I think we think of as being the property of like 
social media or internet culture or any mm-hmm. of the things that this just probably wouldn't have even made sense culturally before the internet existed, right? Like you, these ads could the kind of the kind of the litmus test I, I set for myself was could this ad have made any sense or been made before like the modern internet culture emerged? I'm gonna say something here that I'm somewhat confident I'm not going to step on something you're going to talk about later because this is a super old example. But would one example maybe be when Facebook was a bit hotter and you had the, I don't know if it was Geico or a Geico competitor commercial and you had the older ladies and they were saying, I put all these photos on my wall and I invited you all and she's talking about like a Facebook wall and And the other one. that's not how any of this works. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Like, is that the kind of commercial we're talking about today? Kind of. I mean, I'm trying to I was trying to find ads that actually use meme culture and social media culture in a oh, way like a specific meme. Yeah. Like that, some, that may, okay. maybe repurpose oh, a meme or repurpose uh, a way of presenting information mm-hmm. through Instagram or TikTok or whatever. A Pepe the Frog, for example. Yeah, there's a lot of going to be a lot of Pepe the Frog. Can you imagine if some if like some brand actually didn't know? Didn't that, know. Have you ever heard the? And I will, will not be able to retell it here, so I won't. But there is a very interesting documentary that I believe is of a visual medium. In other words, I don't think it's a podcast. I think it's like maybe an hour long documentary or something about the guy who created Pepe the Frog without any intentions yeah. of it being co-opted by the yeah, most toxic right. It was not right, created you know, to yeah. be t- for the right or for whatever awful mm-hmm. purposes it's been put to. Um, it was just some guy. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen that documentary, but I, I know I watched it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's a complicated story, but yeah, basically somebody made a little piece of art that they loved. It was co-opted by, I don't, it's not even fair to say the right, but by like tro- like just antisocial yeah. troll culture you know just that type of thing and uh then i think the documentary is about him trying to reclaim pepe i think there's even a lawsuit involved but at a certain point like once the internet gets its hands on something you can't do anything you, you, with it there's yeah. not much you can do about it and maybe that's sort of an element of what i'm talking about here not not that anything i'm gonna explore today is a toxic meme but it is sort of like and I've been reading, I don't know, I think I too, I've been going down the rabbit hole in terms of reading kind of cultural criticism lately about, like, there's this article in The Atlantic this week that was, I think the headline was like, um, the internet is, the internet is bigger than you can ever know why you haven't, you probably haven't seen the most popular show on Netflix, right? Uh, like, uh-huh. how can there, there are so many subsets and everybody's content is so curated by their own personal algorithm that we are increasingly being isolated in our Mm. own personal personalized media landscape that ultimately isolates us almost entirely even though we uh, ironically have ease of access to more than we ever had and it completely negates the promise and Mm -hmm. and goes against the promise of the internet which was that you know there would it would break down barriers between people instead turns out the money is in building the barriers the i mean yeah doesn't that speak more to just human nature than technology right that you can create whatever you want but humans are going to human well it's true and i mean all all technology uh is a reflection is a mirror right um of who we are that's why ai is uh probably going to be racist and sexist and classist and we just keep reproducing the same ills over and over again like no technology whether it's like the invention of fire or the invention of ai is inherently going to change our nature you're right 
just to close the loop on this that documentary i was talking about um about pepe the frog is called feels good man which i think was the name of that character that the artist actually gave it and it was a 2020 documentary which would explain why i watched it because it was probably pandemic watching for me (laughs) i don't watch all that much tv or movies here at home um unless i'm stuck inside and not allowed to go to teddy's so so we'll talk about things that are inspired by internet culture and then um there is a little bit more weirdness about the collect calling uh technologies of of the the 1990s 80s and 90s yeah um also i uh i have a commercial i think i'm i'm gonna play for you a commercial that's been deviling me it airs a lot during football games i've watched it a bunch and i it makes i felt like the more i watched it the less sense it made <laughs> and then today in hunting it down because i couldn't remember what the actual specific service was um which also speaks to the efficacy of a commercial right, right. Like I, I knew it was for a sports betting app but i couldn't tell you which one i spent a big chunk of time today tracking it down i finally found it um but now that I watch, I watch it and listen to it closely, I think maybe things do make more sense. But if you haven't seen this thing yet, and I don't think you have, I kind of just want your your cold take on it. Okay. You know, you, you're always giving out hot takes, yeah, right? Yeah, usually my takes but are I, pretty scorching hot. I thought that maybe we could um, get your cold take on something. Watch it for the first time and just let me know if you think it's confusing. Um, but first, let's get to a segment called commercials inspired by Mimi things. You're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. You bring feeling to my life. You're the inspiration. What would you like to start with? Well, let's start with one of these that actually kind of kind of gave me the idea for this. And again, like I know that some of these will probably not fit neatly into the same bucket. Um, I don't know if this is exactly what you would describe as uh, using a meme. There's this Airbnb commercial on right now that to me feels like definitely something or constructed in the same way that like a TikTok video or an Instagram video is constructed. And all it is... It's a bunch of still shots of clearly like a group of, it looks like a group of friends, beautiful young people. They've obviously Airbnb'd this great, big, beautiful house that's on a lake and the lake has a dock. And so these still shots that we're seeing are sort of like a progression of them um, like jumping off the dock into this lake. But it's, and so we don't see, there's no footage. In other words, they're just still photographs and we don't hear anything that these, um, these people are saying. While we see this uh, young man, the first the first guy in the photos is standing on the edge of the dock with his arms up, we hear a very familiar piece of tape that's been overlaid on this uh, on this montage of photos. Is this part of the same campaign that when they first rolled it out, it seemed almost eerie because they were just like showing still images? And maybe you're right. Maybe the whole time they've been trying to evoke Instagram, yeah. but it they would. It would be silence or some sort of music that just made it seem like very eerie. Like they all went to a cabin and, and, they and, and this never was the, this was all back. that was left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're actually. I do think that it's the same, if not campaign, it's like an evolution of that mm. campaign. And I think actually this works really much better because it solves that problem of the eerie sound mm-hmm. soundscape. There's looking at a lake, pictures of birds. I need all of you. To stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! 
so over this over the sound of the cheering and that song um we see the picture the people from this friend group all jumping in the water and celebrating again still shots i see and then it says lake front uh property you kind of sort of see the app and how things are sort of um sorted out now Um, did you instantly recognize that tape I mean, I think you told me about this, so I know it's Will Ferrell. Is it from... It's from Anchorman. It's from Anchorman. I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have thought it was the one where he goes back to college or something, where he's naked a lot. <laughs> Isn't that one where he has to... Does he wrestle somebody and lose? You're thinking of old school. I am. That had an old school It wouldn't shot. Yeah, it wouldn't be completely out of character for the old school Will uh, character from uh, to have a, do a cannonball. But this is a... Why don't you play this little scene? I grabbed the whole, the whole clip uh, that's just on YouTube. And again, this is like, you know, it's been sort of... Here it is. It's been memified, right, by Airbnb. This is Will Ferrell... We start as a close-up on his face, but then we realize he's standing on a diving board at this swinging party. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! So they even take the music. I wasn't sure if the commercial was using the music from the original. So you're right. I guess I almost wonder if they're responding to some sort of feedback because this commercial begins again. so joyful. But it begins with just silence (laughs) and the sound of birds or whatever. And then they just drop it. It is an interesting technique. And like, have they incorporated any other movie audio? I haven't seen it. I would love to. I would love it for that to be um, a campaign they're doing because I think this works really well. I'll tell you why I think it does work well. It got me to pay attention to it. I think the the for me like uh, the idea of a weekend at the lake with a dock and diving into the water uh excuse me cannonballing into the water is very appealing so like i'm a natural fit for for them to advertise this to me and listening to the audio of it hearing it a couple times just in you know in casual watching of it i kept thinking like like you i recognize will ferrell's voice and it took me one or two listens to go like, oh, right, that's a very famous scene from Anchorman. I have a question for you that does not get us any closer to the truth about modern advertising. Okay. But in looking at this clip is that from the Anchorman. Goal, is, is that the stated mission of this podcast? That is, that, that is right. And I'm kind of <laughs> sick of you laughing so much because it's an important mission and it's very serious. I think I saw Anchorman all the way through once. Uh-huh. I almost wonder, did we see that in the theater together? I'm looking. came out in 2004. That movie's 20 years old. Wow. 20 years old. Okay. That's not what I want to bring up. I'm So either way, I'm not like super familiar. I know that this is like one of those movies that is a cult favorite. People can quote it like crazy. Sure. Like I'm, I'm just not that guy. Um, and so I've probably seen this once. And now I'm watching this scene that you just clipped again of him diving into this pool at a party. And it's, like you said, a very close-up of his face. And I'm looking at his bottom teeth. And boy, are they jacked up. And my question for you is, does Will Ferrell have jacked up bottom teeth? Or is this something they did as like a subtle reflection of the character? I can't believe those are Will Ferrell noted millionaire if yeah. not billionaire yeah, uh, right. I, those cannot be his real actual teeth so that's part of the joke of anchorman that he's putting something out there but he doesn't have literally the bones to back it up sort of yeah i mean a big part of anchorman and of of the character uh, that he plays in that movie is his unearned sexual confidence 
you know, or maybe earned yeah. in the sense that like it's the it's like it's all it's it's all a send up of the seventies, right? And like the intersection of male dominated machi- machismo culture intersecting with the rise of feminism. I mean, not to put not to get all fancy about it, but that is like the underlying themes of that movie. Okay, though, I have some information for you. Uh oh. When you type in Anchorman Teeth, you first, I mean, I, I understand this is me Googling this on the fly, but uh, the number one hit is a, a thread, a subreddit. Uh, does Will Ferrell have the worst teeth in Hollywood? Uh, Will Ferrell has all that money, but for some reason his teeth are still jacked up. There's an article in something called The New Inquiry called Grin and Barum Bad Teeth in Hollywood, and I believe it starts with a close up of that Anchorman shot that we're talking about. Are those his real life teeth? I think it's re- because now that I'm looking Ferrell. at an argument of people are saying, like, why doesn't he get his teeth fixed? And people are like, these are normal teeth. Like, no, no, they are not. They're pretty jacked up. That is not healthy. That cannot be good dental health. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me I hate say- to be like, you know, this is something people do to, you know, fat people, especially fat women, yeah. which is like, oh, I just care about your like concern trolling about people's health. But I'm legitimately concerned about his his uh, oral and dental health. But I mean, he's he's. I mean, listen. Will, please get your teeth looked at. They're showing photos of him in other movies where, again, you can sort of see that his teeth are messed up. That They're is not horrifying. Well, I mean, but also let the man They're live like his life. They're like teeth. Let the man live his life. Now I feel bad for bringing it up. I'm sorry, Will Ferrell. I'm, I'm Will, sincere. You're this still, comes from you're a sincere welcome place. on this show. This is a safe space. If you ever want to be on the show, we'll just get Genevieve out of here. You can oh. co-host with me if you want, in That's, fact. I'm not saying it to be mean. Well, it's not nice. Uh, okay, we have a Tide commercial here. I'm really going into these blind, which I'm kind of excited about. Um, I, I kind of like it when you just play stories for me. What is this next one? So this kind of combines what I think of as two two sort of uh, trends that are that you see on social media a lot. One of them is the is a huge trend, which is you know like tips, right? Like I watch, and because I watch a lot of it, I get served a lot of it. Um, I watch a ton of like tips on sewing things, right? So mm. it'll just be like a person saying like, hey, I'm Kaylee and I have a sewing channel and here's a little thing about how to sew a buttonhole, mm-hmm. right? And so I like it or I save it and then I get ser- served more things like how to how to do a buttonhole. Kaylee was a really good name to pick there, by the it's way. It's the real one of a lady that I Oh, follow. really? Yeah. Oh, I was like, wow, what a, like you really landed on the perfect name for that kind of thing. Um, and this might actually be to your... In, uh, uh, relevant to your interests which mm. is that um we have a woman who's doing cleaning tips so she's oh, okay. she's like sitting in one half of the screen and she's about to tell you some like home hack using vinegar and whatever and baking soda probably because that's what you use for all cleaning things for for getting some kind of stain out and then the other half of the screen which also kind of for me evokes like the kind of videos that we see a lot now where people react mm-hmm. like react videos sure. yeah. We see somebody else who comes in and is like reacting to this and she they have a conversation where she tells her like, oh, don't use um, vinegar and baking soda Buy this expensive Tide product. Okay, so here's my most requested hack for stubborn odors. You'll need vinegar, a large salad bowl and oh, hi, have you tried new Tide fabric rinse? Tide fabric rinse? Right? It's not a detergent or a softener. It works in the rinse cycle to get clothes cleaner. That sounds way easier. Oh, just pour it in wherever you put your fabric softener to fight deep odors three times better than detergent alone. Whoa. I love that. Oh, and, and then, then she does a touch it touches the screen and likes her own and video. likes it. You know what's interesting about this is I don't know if you know this, Genevieve, but I host another podcast called Spotless. I do and, know that. Oh, hey, you were on Spotless this oh, week. Oh, this is a great opportunity. We were to, supposed to, to promote that. This yeah, is yeah. truly organic. 
Uh, but we were going to cross promote it. But I did want to let people know if you enjoyed on. Genevieve and to a lesser extent me, um, <laughs> Genevieve. But to a greater extent, <laughs> Hannah Brooks Olsen. Exactly. So me and Hannah do a podcast called Spotless that comes out every other Monday. And it's all about cleaning. Been doing it for a while now. Yeah, like several years. Four, five years. Um, and um, anyway, uh, you joined us this week to talk, uh, to tell some interesting stories about projects that you were working on and then how those projects almost turned into disasters but then how you sort of save the day and, and other <laughs> things going on with us how to how to uh, deal with minor flooding in the basement whatever it was an actual delightful show thank you again for doing that and you can check that out look for spotless pod um, one thing that I thought was interesting about this is so it begins with sort of the um, you know like the hip young woman who's kind of like I have a life hack and of course like the fact that she says vinegar is like bing 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 like that is, it's always baking soda and vinegar. Um, baking soda and or vinegar with all of these hacks. Um, but then the woman who's representing Tide comes in and be before... Um, She's like defensive before the other woman says anything about like not being green. She says something like, "It's not a cl it's not a cleanser." Here, let me let me just listen to this again because I just saw this for the first time. Salable and oh hi, have you tried new Tide fabric rinse? Tide fabric rinse, right? It's not a detergent or a softener. It works. She's like kind of holding her hands in this yeah. defensive. It's not a Bef detergent or a softener. Get, before but you like, go off, that's it's sort of missing the point. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. people are concerned about chemicals. You're not saying it doesn't and have plastic. chemicals and plastic. Exactly. I don't want to buy another. GD plastic bottle full of junk Tide. But I can tell that this woman who's representing Tide is yes. so they're having her kind of be defensive like, oh, this still fits into you're using vinegar because you want to see, you know, you want to you want to um, act a certain way in this world as far as being conscientious of your actions or whatever. Um, and it's just interesting because she doesn't actually say anything that People would be concerned about. The, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not a it's not a softener. I'm not really worried. Nobody about gives that. a shit yeah. if it's a softener. We don't want to buy another bottle of junk Tide. Exactly. I have to wonder too. Is Tide like taking a swipe at home remedies? Because Probably, has yeah. there been enough? I mean, quite clearly. Is it? I mean, but I, right. I mean, are they just using it as a foil here, or are they actively trying to push back oh, on a market? Uh, force which is people turning away from you know is, is social media and mm. and life hack and home hack stuff like that is it such a is it cutting into their actual business to the degree that they need to like try to that's interesting discredit it as a as opposed to just being a bit like hey right. this would be a this exactly. is a common thing that people would recognize instagram's fun let's recreate an instagram or, yeah i'm or honestly a tic, curious or a tiktok thing or are they saying hey listen we should do something to get some messaging out there to try to stem the tide of right. people going stem for the tide stem the tide <laughs> all right you might have heard me queuing up some tape there my apologies it looks like you have a heinz commercial ready to go here yes yeah, so this is one that kind of came came across my transom today uh just kind of randomly actually and i don't know that it exactly conforms to this amorphous concept that i admittedly have have constructed here but it sort of reminds me of cer a certain kind of post that you see uh, on Instagram or wherever that's kind of like kind of like gets you get you a man who looks at you like this dog looks at this ice cream cone okay, or whatever yeah. right um, we have a pretty funny scenario here and I'm gonna have to just tell it tell you the whole story it's a very short commercial 15 seconds and there's no uh, no dialogue we have a young couple attractive young couple sitting at the at the bar in a sushi restaurant they are the 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 uh, 
this the text tells us that they're there for a sushi tasting and it looks like it's kind of the woman in the couple who uh has like initiated the sushi tasting because as they're sitting there with like this beautiful piece of fish like you know plated and put on a in a bowl for them her boyfriend pulls out of his bag or pocket or something a bottle of Heinz ketchup and she looks on horrified oh. while he dumps some on in in his bowl and uses it as a condiment with this piece of raw fish at the very end it says um something like i'm sorry i should have written this down but when you see if you're if you're if you're if your man brings heinz to a sushi tasting marry him oh okay here let's take a look so he's dumping the heinz on it two words for the woman whose boyfriend brought heinz to a sushi tasting marriage material Mm. And she looks so embarrassed, and he's just enjoying his disgusting fish and ketchup. That is an interesting pitch. Yes. Strong agree. Because clearly he's in the wrong here. You would think, but Heinz is- I don't like to shame people about how they like food. I Actually, I really hate that. And, you know, the dumb thing. You put ketchup on a hot dog. Blah, blah, it's not right. a real hot dog. Like, oh, my God. Shut up. Shut like, up. People like what they like. But- But this is a bridge too I mean, it's, far. it's a pretty egregious- <laughs> It seems to play more in the hands of people who- do hate ketchup, sort of. Well, they're the, doing a bunch of things like this. So I looked up this. This is the only one that really jumped out to me with as sort of um, like a social post because of the marriage, like two words for the woman who, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know who needs to hear this, but it yeah. feels like that, you know? Um, but there's a whole montage. They do an ad that's a whole montage that includes the eating the, the fish with the ketchup on it, where they show people putting ketchup on all kinds of crazy things, mm. an ice cream cone, um, like pulling it like people having like secret ketchup holsters under their pants so they can put it on everything you know so yeah they're really so trying they're, to yeah they're going for play, something as like Heinz being idea. a lifestyle choice sort of, maybe because yeah. it just seems a little bit again other than just sort of like putting Heinz front and center and maybe catching our attention by mm-hmm. doing something weird I don't quite understand what the pitch is. Because no one's going to start eating f- sushi with ketchup. Or ice cream with ketchup right. you know and in fact it the thought of that like I like ketchup. Mm-hmm. We're a Heinz family. My entire life, we've eaten. I've eaten yeah. Heinz. And once I assume we, you were recently, the same. we got a an alternative brand of ketchup because we just it came into our life uh, through yeah. no fault of our own, and it was we kept it in the fridge for a while. Yeah, it was disgusting. I think it was like a, a off brand, but I think it was organic or something. Ugh. And you were very against it. Uh, as a kid, like the idea, like one of the first things I learned was we don't eat hunts in our house. No. We eat Heinz. Um, so my point is, I got the cred here. I got the credentials. Right. That's what cred stands for. Um, <laughs> just in case, I don't know. People. I don't know who needs to hear this, <laughs> but cred stands for credentials. But uh, so I'm in, I, you know, like I'm in the pocket of right. Big Heinz. Like I yeah. like ketchup. I use it, you know, quite, quite no, we a are bit. brand loyal. And I'm brand loyal to it. Yeah. But this commercial, the idea of dipping sushi into ketchup or putting ketchup onto ice cream turns my stomach. And so now I'm associating something that I like and a brand that I like with something that literally sort of makes me feel a little bit ill. Like the idea of mixing any kind of sweet dairy product with ketchup is just like, I don't know if that's what they want to be putting out there. Yeah, I think it's a bold attempt. I do think it's they are they are over indexing or indexing strongly on getting our attention I mean, yes, it's it's distasteful, maybe or off-putting, but like, 
you know, we're brand loyal. Is there anything short of uh, like finding out that, I don't know, they're run by white supremacists or something that would make you stop buying Heinz yeah. when you need ketchup? You say that to the man who drives a Volkswagen somewhat <laughs> sheepishly and you used to have your whole thing with Chick-fil-A and your Chick-philanthropy. Yeah, well, you know, we're not that strict. Yeah. Um, all right. What do you have next here? Um, all right. Taco Bell. So Taco Bell, as you might be wholly unsurprised to learn, is very uh, deeply immersed in sort of like meme culture and TikTok culture um, and like very self-consciously, right? Mm-hmm. Because like that's that's where they, that's their bread and butter, right? Um, and so this is a, this is, the, this is called, uh, I think it's called like Triple Lupa, which is a mm-hmm. chalupa but made with three i mean some you know oh it's three mini chalupas what some atrocities i know what part of tripalupa don't you understand right exactly so we this is a dad who is very into the tripalupa um just doing a bunch of like uh social media posts where he uh celebrates the tripalupa and like uses fun filters and things to um create cute posts that that celebrate the triple loop okay let me ask you this as maybe a bit of a trigger warning for me um i already know that this is going to make me cringe there's something about this i just know is going to be super cringy is it supposed to make me cringe or is it because the real kind of tiktok culture makes me cringe i mean i think the dad's supposed to be like laughable his his desire for this i mean if it was the reason they're calling him tiktok dad and not tiktok guy Mm -hmm. is because dads are a little cringe yeah so he's wearing like a blue Button-down shirt tucked into khakis or whatever, giving off some dad vibes here. But like, but not a, um, but you know, good, good-looking guy, right? Good enough looking. Yeah. I mean, he's fine, whatever. And we are, we also know that this is meant to be social media because it's the up and down. It's in it. We're looking at a horizontal screen, but yeah. it's the up and down uh, video. A lot of blank black space on yeah. either side of this. Another thing that I don't like about the modern world. Inspiration can come from anywhere. Even from the new triple loop from Taco Bell. It's three. So he did that thing where he was dressed like I told you, like he worked at Microsoft or whatever, and then he jumps up and down, and then as he lands, his outfit changes to be some sort of like kind of a, a young, I don't even know. In He's this got day like a age. purple stripe in his hair. Yeah, a little bit gothy, a little bit um, skatery. Yeah. I honestly don't even have the vocabulary for any of this. No, anymore. I don't know. He's an e boy. Inspiration can come <laughs> He's from an anywhere. E-boy. Even from the new triple loop from Taco Bell. It's three mini chalupas with three different flavors. He's doing a TikTok dance. Taco Bell dance. reinvented the chalupa, so why can't I reinvent myself? He jumps on the couch I'm like and dads. like... I'm an influencer. Dad, what are you doing? I'm TikToking. Introducing the new triple loop <laughs> from Taco Bell. Dad. The chalupa deliciously reinvented. At the reinvented. very end, he's doing some trick where it looks like you're flying on a broom using some kind of like... Uh, I don't know, trickeration. With probably a, vinegar and vinegar and baking, baking soda. soda. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So this um, one's like it's I almost admit, too much. Kids, it's like too the, self-conscious. The kids seeing him and being and and cringing at him and him unself-awarely saying I'm TikToking is actually kind of funny. That got a real <laughs> laugh out of me. But yeah, you know, I think I, you know, I'm not on TikTok much, and I know it's like dumb to say I don't like TikTok because. It's like saying I don't like television. Right. It's like, well, there's a million different that things. It's like, yeah. what don't you like? Don't you don't like documentaries or you don't like anger management? Like, yeah, you don't like moving that, images. You don't like moving images. The only moving image I like is that horse. <laughs> It's after that it was all downhill. That, that horse, they it was like the apex 
of moving image technology, and I say, shut it down. But uh, I don't like TikTok. <laughs> anyway, like, no. to sum up, <laughs> no, but like, I don't like TikTok. And, again, and I think it's okay I have to no, say that. I don't that, like, dislike TikTok. I can't operate TikTok, <laughs> I mean, as you might be incredibly unsurprised i mean i have it on my phone i know i you know people will send me plenty of tiktoks and i'll watch them and again sometimes it's just like i mean it's dumb for me to say that because it could be like literally somebody the other day sent me an old funny scene from the television show news radio that was clipped into a 45 second clip and sent it to me on tiktok like obviously i like news radio but like the culture of and again i think it's fine to say this because whatever i'm 47 years old now like tiktok is not made for me and like no. all the dances now i know people who are my age that who dad have, is probably younger than you yeah exactly and like i i'm thinking of specific people in my life right now who are like men about my age who well first of all have their shit more together than me um who do cute little dances and sometimes with their kids and stuff and they're like straight up like not a you know, like straight up just TikToking, you know, and they're like just TikTok-ing. they're just TikToking. In other words, not a, like not ironically yeah. or whatever, just being cute or whatever. And it's like, I don't know, man. I don't want to seriously like. I'm not trying to make anybody feel like, oh, if you like it, then I think less of you or something. No, it's just not for me. But like, yeah, just the any kind of a TikTok trend. People like just it's in their living room dancing turns me off i don't like it i'm okay. a crank is what i'm you saying. are a crank yeah um i i'm with you like so I, so much of it feels just beyond my ken you know just beyond my reach at this point like i i just wait for the the things that and that's why this article that i told you about where it's like you're not seeing you know like you live in an internet of one basically that's what sort of is terrifying to me because i don't want to have my experience curated until I'm just seeing the same 10 Mm -hmm. sewing techniques over and over again which it is sort of starting to feel that way Mm -hmm. I like it when culture bubbles up enough that there's something that like gets everyone's attention and then we can all be part of that same thing and it just like it finds you because it finds everybody like if that stops being the reality of of online of, of online existence and experience then it really is going to be a dislocating kind of life for everybody. Yeah, you know? yeah. What's your favorite TikTok? I don't. I don't. Again, I've. I've. I watch. No, Instagram. just tell me. Don't. Don't. Don't be withholding. Just what is it? I watch Instagram videos that sometimes come from TikTok. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's a meme in in and of itself. I know, and there's yeah. like I like that is a meme. I was like, I, I follow. Uh, I am thirty AF, which is it's so funny yeah. to me. Like I'm so old, but. A lot of those examples do speak to me. Mm-hmm. I'm so much older than the people who are quote 30 AF. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them is one of the frequent things that makes its way across that uh, handle is like, I don't watch TikTok. I watch Instagram videos of TikToks like a grown up. Like a grown up, right? Exactly. I see this next video that you have, or this next commercial queued up here, um, features a song by none other than Grover Washington Jr. Do you know why that catches my eye? I don't. This is just a conversation for you and me right now, by the way. So if you're a listener and you're thinking about getting up to grab a beer or soda, this would be a good time to do that. (laughs) Um, Grover Washington Jr. did the theme song to the first public radio show that I worked on as a professional, (laughs) The Exchange. (laughs) Remember that? And I can't remember. I'm looking all over for, like, if I see the name of it, I might recognize it. But we just knew because we had it burned onto a CD. We would literally start our like public radio mid-morning 
news and information talk show with the same song every day and we just put in a cd and queued it up to like track seven or That's whatever so it was yeah so grover washington jr was a jazz man i believe he was a jasmine yeah um all right well this is the for the nfl and it's probably not even very interesting to talk about because it's purely just a bunch of TikToks that they have like put together in some kind of composite collage mm-hmm. to celebrate or to highlight people who are just like out in their backyard playing football, just touch football, making, you know, fun trick catches and things like that. And it's just highlighting people's love of the game. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, there's there's sort of a purity in it because it's like all these terrible phone angles where the phone's on the ground and we're watching somebody like leap up and do a one-handed catch or whatever. Um, but it just does kind of like, it's so homemade feeling because mm-hmm. I think these are just literally homemade TikToks. So they're actually collected. Yeah. I, I, they, if they're, they're not, not then, it's an, then it's incredibly uh, accurately recreated. Okay, let's take a listen. So, but for our listeners, though, they're just going to hear Grover Washington. I think they're Washington just going to hear Grover Washington, yeah. Yeah, yeah we see kids playing out in the backyard. And here comes the kid, and in slow-mo, he makes this amazing one-handed catch. Just I didn't know that this song was Grover Washington. We can make it if we try. And, you know, just more people Kids play- playing out in the street. Playing street. And it kind of like, it. you see, they, they keep showing that one-handed catch uh, as part of the montage. Yeah. And they're all making one-handed catches, though, in oh, each is video. That, is yeah. that the whole thing? It's yeah, all one-handed exactly. Catches. It's a bunch of kids making one-handed catches, like in playing backyard football or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's driving me bananas that I can't find. I don't... I'm looking at... I'm looking at an album called Soulful Strut. Bill by, Withers and Grover Washington Jr. did just the Oh, I, Bill, Withers, Bill Withers. That's the voice say, that we hear. That makes that, so much sense. I didn't okay. think that was Grover Washington Jr.'s voice because I feel like I know the name Bill Withers. Okay. And more associated with that It's song. funny that the website identified that song as being... Okay, so I wanted to see... Um, if I could find, give me, I know that this is super annoying, but let me just see, is this the song, uh, Village Groove off of Soulful Strut, that was the theme song to NHPR's The Exchange? Give me one shot at this. If this is the wrong song, I won't try again. Right. I'll just spend my evening after we're done recording <laughs> looking for it. Nope. dissimilar <laughs> this is the vibe though. if you told me that this was the exchange song i think i would know you were wrong but it wouldn't be like way off it's too chill i promise you i wouldn't keep looking so i will close all those tabs <laughs> right now but it drives me cry i thought i got it i thought i had it i'll find it later and i'll send it to you all right i'm sure you'll be waiting for that um okay we have another ticky talkie yeah so nfl wasn't the only organization to come up with this basic idea pizza hut had a very similar one um where it's just a bunch of and I don't these actually look like no I guess they're real some of them look like maybe they're fake but it's a bunch mm. of TikTok style videos like yeah of, these are fake some of them are fake I think the ones with the cats look real to me um, but it's just people eating pizza in like TikTok style you know mm. I honestly don't know if it's even interesting to play okay yeah because it's just it's just gonna be a montage do they have Grover what if the what if I hit play on this and it was the exchange theme song by Grover Washington Jr. selling Pizza Hut. Tell me you don't feel like cooking without telling me you don't feel oh, like cooking. Yeah, that, that was the other piece of it that I forgot, that the voiceover has a very, like, uh, internet catchphrase. Tell me blank without, without telling, telling me. me that you blank. Yeah, and also this music. The thing about the NFL one is it's almost um, uh, 
counterintuitive that mm-hmm. that music is like kind of a full length song from the 70s. Again, I don't pretend to know what happens on TikTok, but when you think of TikTok culture, you think of oh, music yeah. that sounds more Tell like this, like I think, rather than Bill Withers and, and Grover Washington Jr., yeah, you know. Exactly. Um, but this, I will tell you this about this commercial. Makes you want a pizza? Makes me want Pizza Hut pizza. They're yeah. advertising something specific here called the Big Box that has like a pizza on one side of it, some like cheese sticks and bread sticks in the middle, and some more pizza on the other side of it. What is it about Pizza Hut? I think they just did a number on me when I was a kid, and I don't even think it's as good as it used to be. When I'm traveling, yeah. last time I was like in Arizona and I was staying in a hotel by myself, there was like a Pizza Hut nearby. And so I, you know, and they're all takeout only now, almost, not all. And I took one back to my hotel room and I was eating it. And it was good, but I was thinking like, First of all, the only Pizza Huts I eat anymore, the only Pizza Hut pizzas I eat anymore, seem to be sitting in a sad hotel room somewhere. You and I did that on a cross-country trip like near the end of the pandemic, but it was like... And I thought maybe it was... A function of the the time. I also think that I shouldn't have gotten the stuffed crust. Yeah, that stuffed crust didn't live up to it, the hype. But I think maybe, you know, memory. two strikes on this Pizza Hut experiment. I think you're right. Like... I remember it being so buttery mm-hmm. and like the crust just being like so deeply good, you know? Um, and I just, obviously I, we've talked about this at length. Uh, we live in a pizza hut dead zone, so we can't try it with any regularity, but when we do try it on these, in these somewhat, you know, imperfect circumstances, it hasn't lived up to the memory. Yes. And, you know, Luke and I were talking about an article that I stumbled on on TBTL uh, just, I think, earlier this week. Um, and sorry, I have to do this from memory, but it was a it was an article <laughs> from Business Insider. And oh, I don't know B. how I don't know why it. Got oh, in- I see somebody sent Business Insider a press release. <laughs> What's that? I just think Business Insider is like basically they just like reheat a bunch of press releases. I don't think that's true. No, 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 no. I, I think I mean, it's funny. What am I thinking of? You and I, um, they do a lot of stuff that can that is friendly towards like talk radio hosts and stuff like that. But they like this article was pretty well reported right. actually, but it is funny. Well, if I besmirched the impeccable reputation of business insider, I apologize. But I mean, they do do stuff that is a little clickbaity at times. In fact, I even said like this headline was why your favorite snack foods aren't as good as they used to be. And actually it didn't just talk about snack foods. It talked about all kinds of products from like mouthwash to margarine to all kinds of foods. But it was talking about how, these major companies like Twix was a really good example. Like people were just noticing these Twix just don't taste as good as I remember them. And it is true. It's because they changed their recipe to make things cheaper. Rich Ugh. crackers was another one. Like yeah. they're necessarily, they don't snap anymore. They sort of fall apart according to, and it's like they changed their recipes to save money as opposed to hiking up the price of things. Yeah. Um, and so the things that we remember giving us a certain feeling you might go to try it as an adult and it's unless you've been like consuming it all this time and i'm thinking that pizza hut is got to be one of the um one of the companies that does like the crust is not the same as it was that we grew up with right i don't think so and the fact that that is true about some other products and i've noticed that about twix which is really bumming me out because this, you notice about twix specifically huh i i it feels to me that i have noticed that but like because a Twix to me is a very special treat. It's like probably one of my most favorite candy bars, if not my favorite candy bar. And I have to say, like, as an adult, it never ta- it has never tasted as good as it tastes as a kid. But I always chalked it up to, like, the emotional um, 
kind of way that you enjoy candy as a kid, which is it's so special and you aren't always in control of when mm-hmm. you can have it. Mm-hmm. Versus now Scarcity, where like yep. I the only thing that like stops me from having a Twix every day is like common decency, you know, <laughs> to myself. <laughs> But like I could I could have a Twix every day like there's nothing to stop me like I'm in charge of my Twix consumption. And so I I always assumed that the what tasted less good about it was that emotional component. I have some candy in my drawer. Okay. Do you want I will not now because we're talking the microphones. But if you're good after the show, I will give you two or three of these gummy bears if you want. All right. I um, I'm not obsessed with gummy bears. I'm a sucker for the. They're packaging them up now, not just in like Haribo bags or whatever, but like I I went to like um, Sprouts, which is a grocery store that leans a little bit towards the more natural. Mm -hmm. You can buy things in bulk. Whatever you can buy things in bulk, and I didn't buy these in bulk, but it was kind of like pre-packaged at the store in a little plastic cup. And when they do that, it looks like it almost looks refreshing these gummy bears it's like, <laughs> like a beautiful colored salad yes and i can't oh god yes if this was this is a gummy bear salad mm-hmm. and also these are like the colors are slightly like they're, they're very jewel tone they're very yes and there was something about it and it was what do you think five dollars for this package of these things Is that about right or did i overpay no that's reasonable they're so oh my god the, the young woman at the grocery store today i was buying a, a bag of sugar for a recipe uh-huh. and she said and she couldn't have been older than if she was 25, I'd be shocked. She was young. And she goes, maybe, she goes, I, something like, oh, I know this makes me sound old, but sugar's getting so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's very sweet. I wonder if she bakes a lot. I don't know. She As as I walked away, she was talking to the bagger, and, she, and I heard her keep going on the theme. She was like, <laughs> flour and sugar used to be so cheap, and now they're just so expensive. <laughs> That's interesting. I was also telling Luke, I think, because of our conversation about that article, like some people were calling it skimpflation, mm-hmm. and there was another somethingflation. And then that wasn't used, but we've heard shrinkflation. Somebody sent me a press release today with greedflation in the thing, and I was making the argument that dashflation for this for this particular moment in history is becoming like what gate used to be right. for every scandal. Now, I'm guessing that has to do with the fact that we're living through an age of skyrocketing inflation right yeah um it probably won't stick it's slowed down now but like obviously if you just look at the post-pandemic world or whatever the mid to post-pandemic world so far um so it makes sense but like it's getting out of control i'm it's like a blank apocalypse was Mm -hmm. maybe like 10 years ago everything was snow apocalypse car apocalypse because a bridge was closed or whatever and now everything is something inflation and i'll tell you what i'm over it Get more creative, people. Yeah, okay. I like it. All right. And I mean, TikTok, I, I like your I like your take. Shut down TikTok because I don't like it. Yep. Stop saying blank flation. Just show that running horse on TV. Show the running horse on TV. It's great. It was a fl- it. was it a flip book that they made that? I mean, they literally flipped pages to make that original animation, didn't they? Um, or no, no, it's a, f- it's a bunch of photographs. I guess right? it's photographs because it is a real person. Yeah, um, yeah. On the on the horse. Okay, we should get back to business here. Yes. Enough all right. fun. Enough, enough candy talk. <laughs> too, that's been too fun. Um, okay. Google. So, so this one has been in heavy rotation. If you're watching any ad-supported content uh, on television, I would guess that you're seeing this. Even Andrews have seen this one. Even Andrews have seen this one. This is for Google and specifically the Android-supported um, flip phone, Samsung flip phone. Or not flip phone, but you know the one that, I guess it's a flip phone, the one that folds in yeah, half. Yeah, the folder. The foldy, the foldy guy. Um we start with a young couple or a couple, I guess. Um, and I, I, my 
my interpretation is that they're at the museum where American Gothic is displayed, the famous mm-hmm. painting. And they, guy with a pitchfork, farmer with a pitchfork, standing next to his wife in front of their house. Yeah, isn't it true that the models for that painting are were siblings? Oh, yes. I think that's a, like a, a one of those. We like, heard about this just recently. Oddball things about that painting, but most people interpret it as a couple. I mean, they're standing in front of a house. Um, so this this couple sees American Gothic. And sort of gets the idea that they kind of resemble the couple. The guy looks a lot like him. Yeah. Yeah. And the woman less so. But then they, so they go around. First they take their, their, they style themselves like the American Gothic couple. Go stand in front of, I don't know if it's the original house or a house that looks like the American Gothic house. Daughter. This makes more sense. Oh, okay. The paintings um, shows a farmer standing next to his daughter, often mistakenly assumed to be his wife, which actually in this recreation we're about to see in this commercial makes more sense because when we see these actors standing next to each other, this man seems oh, so think, much older you know than this what? woman. I just now realized that they are father and daughter also in the commercial. In the commercial, yeah, because I was looking at that and I was like, wow, he's significantly older than her. Yes. Okay. Well, I, so even after all these watches, I hadn't even done on me but yes they are also probably father and daughter so they now go around they recreate the original american gothic but then they start doing like variations on the theme right they find a pool at a hotel somewhere and they do scuba versions of them and he's holding like a harpoon instead of the instead of the pitch they do like a skeletons mm-hmm. skeleton outfit sort for of halloween did, like uh, for halloween they do one where the house is upside down behind them somehow. Oh, like, and they're like in, a magri- and they like have a surreal the, thing. And they're they're styled in reverse where she's styled like the man and he's yeah. styled like the woman. So they have all these fun sort of like, you know, you could totally see that being like an Instagram handle that you would follow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what it made me think of, that they're using it for this like kind of art project that they're doing through social. And this is part of a campaign that um, Google and I mean, well, I guess like the Android phone or the Google phones via Samsung are advertising like with this new phone that folds in half right. you can say goodbye to the old ways of doing selfies. There's a couple in this campaign I think. So like forget about like holding your arm out and you can now just or like trying to prop it up or on prop something. it up on something. You can fold this phone in half and set it somewhere on a flat surface and then take a few steps away with and the Timer, say, right? take a, well, you don't even need a timer. You just say, take a selfie. Oh, and then you just talk to it. Yeah. You say, hey, Gorgle. Hey, Gorgle. <laughs> take you the picture. They're looking at Are American, you having any American Gothic, and they look at each other. Hey, Google. Who cares for take a selfie. You've got if you're not having oh, any great. fun. Are you having any laugh? Are you getting any laugh? If other people do, why can't you have a little fun? It says more selfie possibilities, and then at the end, they're not just sharing them on an Instagrammy kind of site. They're actually they have their back. They do actually in have a the, gallery. It's yeah. in front of a gallery, and they're um, showing off all of their portraits. But I still think it's inspired by this idea yeah. of selfie culture and sort of art projects driven by um, this uh, sort of ability to uh, share things and, and play on a theme. I and mean, that's what memes are, right? Memes are content that gets repurposed and reimagined and re- reused in certain ways. 
Um, and so fundamentally, these are memes. This next commercial is in the same campaign that yes. you have uh, dialed up here. And it goes even more specifically at like this is a new way of taking selfies. And if you're holding out your arm trying to take your own selfie, you're you're ancient. I feel like this one is, a, first of all, it's going to be much more difficult to describe, I think, on the podcast. I could be wrong about that. I also just find the message of this one or the messaging of this one less straightforward. Well, it's fairly straightforward, I think, to me. Like, basically, we go to all these spots, water fountains, uh, or not, you know, like drinking fountains, but like yeah. fountains that you would take a photo in front of, any kind of like, uh, a, 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 any sort of scenery where someone might take a selfie. And we see there like bronze statues of people taking selfies, mm -hmm. like it's a, a like it's something historical that had been preserved, right? So you have somebody uh, a bronze a bronze statue of two people taking a selfie in front of a um, a, a wall in an aquarium, mm -hmm. a uh, skateboarder at a skate park. It's a bronze statue, but it's like he's trying to take a selfie of himself yeah. while he's doing some sort of a trick. So it's like turning all of these is turning the old way of doing selfies into like imagining it as literal history because it's been memorialized through these statues. And then at the end you get, so it shows you all of these like old statues t taking selfies. And then at the end we see some young people uh, who are using the new foldable phone. And it says something like um, the old selfie is history. And then we see a montage of people taking advantage of the new way of taking photos, right. including like being able to like kind of time it so that you can all jump up in the air at the same time and take a selfie of yourselves by yelling at your phone. <laughs> Oh, is it the Pixies? Oh, no. <laughs> it sounded like the Pixies for a second. They say you've changed. They say you've changed. There's a statue of someone holding a selfie stick. I actually really... Hey, Google, take a selfie. What do you really like? I love these statues, and I wish that somebody would make a statue <sighs> in a city somewhere of someone taking a selfie. Wouldn't it be weird if you went into some sort of like sculpt, like sculpture park or garden or something? It was all that. Yeah, it'd be eerie. It'd be very eerie. I wonder what happened to those props. That's a I'm, good. I'm sure they weren't really made of you bronze. You don't think so? No, hmm. I'm sure they were just painted to look that way. Back in my day, they would have made, been made of real bronze. But thanks to <laughs> to skimpflation. Um, okay, we got one more here for War, War, World of Warcraft. <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> this one is um, kind of silly, and it's a, it's a real old meme. Um, but I it did come to my attention. I thought I would just share it. So you remember back when the internet was still a baby. Um, all the Chuck Norris jokes, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. the like all these insane things that Chuck that people would say about Chuck Norris that was like an indication of his toughness. Mm -hmm. Do you have any examples? Should I look up a Chuck Norris joke? For look up some Chuck Norris jokes because I nothing's coming to mind except the ones that are in this ad. Here I found from Parade Magazine 101 Chuck Norris. I can't believe this is from this year. Is that really? Is this one of those things that's been living forever though, and it's just been uh, yeah, it's updated this year. Oh, this is okay. one of those articles that's probably been around for like eleven <laughs> years. Um, so let's just get to the list part. Time waits for no man unless that man is Chuck Norris. Boy, these do not hold up very well. When God said, "Let there be light," Chuck Norris said, "Say please." Uh, Chuck Norris has a mug full of nails instead of coffee in the morning. Boy, these Chuck are Norris, lame. Chuck Norris's tears cure cancer. Too bad he has never cried. Oh, okay. That one actually has a, like, it has a tiny bit of humor in it. Chuck Norris does not sleep. He waits. Okay, so that's the Chuck Norris humor There's of no the There's no chin behind aughts. Chuck Norris's beard. There's only another fist. So you get okay. the idea. He's a tough dude. Yeah. 
So World of Warcraft. So you get the idea. You get the idea. The internet's stupid. <laughs> I mean, this has been a stupid thing for a long time. No, I know. I don't know why I'm being so cranky today. Um, no, this was a huge thing in the early 2000s. Um, yeah. So this is for World of Warcraft. I think this ad's probably a couple years old at least. Um, but it's just scenes from World of Warcraft. I think maybe like uh, Chuck Norris is in the scenes and the voiceover is saying Chuck Norris jokes. Just, just so you know, this was posted to YouTube 11 years ago. Yeah, so, so it's this old. commercial is, you know, predates that by something. Chuck Norris is a hunter, but Chuck Norris does not hunt. Hunting would imply the possibility of failure. There are 10 million people in the world of Warcraft because Chuck Norris allows them to live. I'm Chuck Norris, and I approve this game. World of Warcraft. I Try it free at warcraft.com. It's not great, but I do kind of like the there are 10 million people in World of Warcraft because Chuck Norris allows them to live. Sorry about the extra noise there. Um, did he punch out Shrek at one point during this thing? I'm looking. I don't think Shrek is in World of Warcraft. What is this thing? Oh no, that's just, just some sort of a thing. green. Not beast. every green CGI character is Shrek, Andrew. <laughs> Not all greenies. Um, all right, did you want to? I see you have an, an, an a, like sort of no, a, also that. ran there. Uh, the listeners will never know. You'll never know. It wasn't very good. Okay. Um, before we move on to checking with the ad council. How long have we been recording here? A while, I think. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this commercial that I found confusing, well, but now I find less confusing? We'll, we'll race through the ad council. Okay. We can, you know what? We can skip this goat glider thing. Sorry, ad council, but I am going to ruin the show instead of letting you improve it. Um, this is a commercial. Okay. Let me just start by saying this because I've been I've been battling how I want to present this to you do I want to explain to you what I thought was happening at first um, and then play it for you and do some setup but no I don't think I'm going to do that I'm going to play it for you cold I will say this in my defense if you're not confused by this ad right away I do think it helps that we're listening to it closely with headphones on okay when I see this commercial just like on TV and you know you're not catching every single word in a right. commercial I just thought that you this should watch scenario, all TV with subtitles like I do um I just thought the scenario does does do the subtitles uh, show up for every commercial these days depending yeah. on the pl platform but usually. So we see a woman and she's sitting at a table in a bar. A lot of the people in the bar are wearing um, blue and she kind of notably is not. She's just like wearing a little pink sweater top of some sort. Um, and she seems to be kind of watching TV. And then these three people kind of come up to her and start asking her. They start a conversation with her. You f hear them whispering to each other first, like, should I ask her? Should I ask her? And then they start talking to her. Ask her. I'm not going to ask her. Are you an alum here? No, no, I'm married to Tim. Ah, shiver me Timbo. Did he ever tell you the inner tube water polo story? Yes, I have heard that a lot this weekend. Hey, guys. Timbo, you, you got married? Where's the invite, dude? I crush at weddings. Okay, so now they walk away, they leave her alone, and we see that she's now placing a bet using an app on her phone. And then somebody that I assume to be a server comes up with a glass and uh, engages with her again, dropping... That's a server? Well, that that was my original thought. Betting against the home team at their own homecoming? So, no, it's not a server, and the, you're... you're um, 
skepticism there shows that this isn't going to be. Her jacket's too nice to be a server. Yeah, I guess. I just thought she, because she's holding a drink, and I thought she was like dropping off a drink at the table every time I've seen this, but I guess she's just another person in the bar. Are you betting against the home team at their own homecoming? They are so soft against the run, and their secondary's trash. Just remember to act sad when they lose. So what's the scenario of that commercial, as you understand it? Well, she's at her husband's class reunion. I assume college, because I don't think that you can bet on high school football. I mean, you can, but you got to know a guy. I mean, does does yes, does there is there a sports app, sports <laughs> no, betting no, app no, that no, lets you bet no, on high school football? So I assume she's at a college reunion, and she's pretty over it, and she looks bored as hell and tired of hearing about her husband's uh, Timbo. What is he? Timber me. T- Timber shiver, me. Shiver, shiver me Timbers. Yes. Uh, so clearly she's married to Tim, a.k.a. Timbo. Yeah. And she's just like she's a she's bored and she's like into football betting. So she's betting against them. Um, and she kind of gets called out by another woman who was it looks like probably also a, a spouse at this thing because she's not wearing the blue. So she, they're kind of like conspiring, like, yeah, I'm just going to bet against them, but like I'll act sad if they lose. So a few things confuse me about this. This whole idea of these people in blue who are clearly like part of the reunion, like why are they saying you should ask her, don't ask her? Like why why do they include this thing where they're like whispering amongst themselves, like should you approach her? Yeah, like what's so, what's so uh, confusing to them about a person being at this thing that they don't recognize? Aren't Many people must have spouses there. Yeah, it's that sort of, and she's wearing a name tag as well. They're all wearing name tags. Um, I was also not sure exactly why sports are involved in this reunion, well, but they, they mention in this that yeah. this is a homecoming game, so that makes sense. I also thought it was like really kind of taking shots at men because like clearly this is, um, you know, you're seeing marketing of sports book apps or sports betting apps towards women in this commercial, which right. is, you know. I wouldn't say it's laudable. It's just a, a market. It's an opportunity <laughs> to open up another part of the yeah. market. But it's and it's like, good. But I'd rather live in this than the day and age of the 80s and 90s when every beer or yeah. sports commercial only involved men. And they go out of their way to make her and this other woman seem knowledgeable about, about sports, about right. football. Yeah. But th- so I thought it was kind of a like, oh, these guys are stupid and they're like bugging this woman. But then I noticed that. Actually, in this first group of people that are annoying her, one of the people is a woman as well, part of the reunion. I don't understand why she's so over it and rude. Apparently, she's been hearing this. She's just like, I guess being a spouse, maybe that's a universal feeling that I have never experienced. If you're a a spouse or a partner at a reunion. Because my friends are cool. Well, I haven't been to like a lot of your <laughs> reunion stuff. You don't invite me to the Wellesley reunions. Um, so it it did start to make a little bit more sense to me. I did not hear in my first watchings of these in the wild that it was a, a homecoming game. Yeah. So I couldn't tell what they were betting on, why this woman was so irritated, why the server was broing down with her about her bet. And then I realized, so I was, I couldn't, I couldn't remember what the app was. I mentioned that at the top of the show. So I'm Googling all over to find this thing. When I find it, I actually found a press release announcing this new advertising campaign and this opened up another clue to me i'm going to play for you another commercial that is in the same campaign and then i'm going to come back around and explain why i'm playing it in this one you see a man who's very frustrated and totally different scene he's in like a suburban neighborhood somewhere and he's dragging his recycling bin out to the curb but he's muttering to himself about how angry he is about how the game ended all his team had to do was to take a knee but instead they ran another play and then fumbled the ball and lost and i wonder if this is a direct reaction to earlier in this and in this um, college football season 
a well-known coach did that and blew a game that they were the underdogs. It would have been a huge win. All they had to do was take a knee, but the machismo of this coach said, no, we run game plays until the end. They end up fumbling and losing the game. It was astounding. And so I'm guessing that this is a direct response to that. So we see the one neighbor, he's pulling out his recycling and he's mumbling, why don't you just take a knee? And then suddenly out at the curb, we see another man is out there and he's like, oh, you watch that game. Well, I recognize this man. It's Scott Van Pelt of ESPN Sports Even I know Center. what Scott Van Pelt looks exactly. like. And then a third neighbor will come out as well. But the first thing you hear is this frustrated guy who just watched the end of the game and then he runs into Scott Van Pelt. All I gotta do is take a knee. Instead, they hand it off. Fumble to the house. What a doozy. Up by five, 14 seconds left. You take a knee. Take a knee. Win the game. You always take a knee. That's it. This little. Right? Yeah. So that was Scott Van Pelt, a little whistle. Like, also, I'm just so in the bag for for him. He's he is charming. so charming. And he just says, you just take a little whoo-hoo. And then he, like, kind of they're bends both, his knee a tiny bit. They're both miming taking a knee. <laughs> exactly. And now uh, another neighbor comes out, and he's got a different attitude about this whole thing. Right? Yeah. You guys see the end of that game? We did. I nailed the over. Should have taken a knee, huh? <laughs> Well, as long as everybody had fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that I love because I know, I know who Scott Van Pelt is. So then I was like, wait a second. Is one of those women in the bar commercial a famous ESPN person? And that was a huge part of this that I think I was missing. Oh, is, this, is the, the server. The person who I thought was a server, first of all, you're right, is not a server at all. She's just another person in this bar. And but her name is L. Duncan. Uh, okay. um, and I don't know. I am assuming it's pronounced L. If it's spelled E-L-L-E, I don't it's know if that's L. 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 Duncan, uh, who I'm unfamiliar with. Um, I didn't know that they uh, had women in sports broadcasting. No, We're learning um, all kinds of things <laughs> learning all kinds of things today like I'm an asshole um, but anyway so I guess it, it well if, that certainly was lost if I'm on supposed me too. to if I'm supposed to recognize her and like you know you and I know Scott Van Pelt because we just happen to know that celebrity right yeah um, and so if I had recognized this person as an yet but I still think that they've made this bar scene reunion thing too complicated sitting mm. down with you here we've talked it through it made sense but like why the t- uh, ner- I'm not nervous to talk to her you should ask her I'm that not gonna ask her like what do you what what are you set and that that sets the tone for the whole thing it is lazy writing it makes no sense like they should just have a different way of introing them like they can come up to her and go like hey you like uh you didn't go here or like or or you know how do you how do you know this crew or yeah. something i mean it's so simple like intru- people introducing themselves is not rocket science yeah it, it was i found that to be confusing again breaking it down like this maybe we didn't have to take the time to do it but it had been irritating no, i agree me, i but... think that's i think that is uh problematic writing at the beginning and it does um sends you off on a weird mental tangent that's totally unnecessary. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind For the Ad Council, sorry Ad Council, I sounds like I displaced People some of your... Well, I do want to just really quick talk about this one from Mike. Okay. Um, Mike talks, uh, says, there's been a lot of talk on the show lately about collect calling commercials. Oh, yeah. So I thought I'd share one that I remember from my childhood. I remember this one from my childhood, too. I saw this email come in, 
And yeah, I, I it's been living in my head for a week because yeah. I have a question for you about this as okay. well. Yeah, this is for MCI collect calling, which I guess I, even now I'm like, how did that work? But I guess you would like type in a bunch of numbers and then the collect call would be somehow very cheap or whatever. The premise or the the story here is we're at a a beach, um, some some beach somewhere, a lot of sunbathers and people in bathing suits. We see a very muscle-bound guy who, spoiler alert, has kind of an Arnold Schwarzenegger type mm-hmm. accent. So we're clearly meant to kind of, he's kind of meant to evoke Arnie. Yeah, and he's wearing a yellow banana hammock and nothing else. And he, he's like a Venice Beach guy. It's a Venice of. Beach yeah. guy. He's, he's totally muscle-bound. He's running across this hot sand and he's like, you know, running on his tiptoes because it's hot, hot, hot. <laughs> he gets to a payphone and he suddenly realizes he doesn't have any change to make a call with. Ed O'Neill rolls up on a bike like he's a Santa Monica bike cop. He's not a cop, but he's like sort of styled that way. Hold on. Are we in Santa Monica or Venice Beach? I'm so confused now. I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, And he's rolled all the way to Venice Beach from Santa Monica. Okay, gotcha. Um, They're nearby. And he's he's like kind of like giving this this muscle bound kind of like you know slightly slightly like doofy guy i guess kind of giving him the business about how he he forgot his his change and oh he's gonna he doesn't want to hurt his little feet so here's how you make a collect call because he's hurting his feet to run all the way back, back across to, the hot sand exactly and yeah. i guess the the goofiness here is you have this guy that you'd assume to be really really tough but it's it's the hot sand on his tootsies. and i think that he's kind of like a dummy and he's a dummy and also like you said he's got this i guess Austrian or quasi-Austrian accent or yeah. something. It's like did Arnold Schwarzenegger just really set the tone, didn't he? he? Did. Like if you were going to be a muscle-bound guy on the beach in the 1990s Mu- commercial, I mean, he you was, had to he, have that accent. I mean, he got his. He kind of was at Muscle Beach, right? Like, yeah, and yeah. that's Venice, right? Am I right yeah, about that? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, take a listen. It's so 90s. I mean, this music is so 90s and you have like the the camera angles and you have these like goofy, like older women just sort of watching the scene with their like um, like bathing caps on. Like a candy commercial, like a now and later commercial. And then they have that. Is that that the Chicka Chicka song? Oh, and it's the Oh Yeah music, which nobody could lay off of that song. Yeah. I think that's a sound alike. You don't think that's the real song? Because somebody said "wow" instead Not, of "oh yeah." Instead of "oh yeah," don't you think? Oh. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a sound alike. Something wrong. Oh, I need to make a call, but I left my change on the blanket. Okay, I'm sorry. I talked over top of that. This is also really, really quiet. Yeah. But you have to listen to his whiny, a- accented voice. I need to make a call, but I left my change on the blanket. I see, and your precious little tootsies can't bear the walk back again. No. Not to worry. Just dial 1-800-COLLECT. It's fast and really easy to use. 1-800-COLLECT's a lifesaver. How can I ever thank you? Tell your friends. 1-800-COLLECT. It's fast, it's easy, it's safe. Now we see a bunch of other muscle-bound dudes in banana hammocks running, tiptoeing across the hot sand. Right, what he says, tell your friends. Without their money. Just remember your money. They all have to make this phone call. Who are they calling? They don't have a place to keep their money. They're just wearing these skimpy little bathing suits. Yeah. But it's on their blanket. It's on my blanket. That, I wanted to ask you about that, because I couldn't remember why I'd seen that commercial, but I think I saw my email last week we didn't have time for it and i watched this i just kept thinking like why did they give that guy that accent other than 
Arnold. Arnold. Only I one guess. reason. There's only one reason. Before we go, I want to um, let Craig uh, give us one important PSA because we talked about the Detroiters a lot on last week's episode. Yeah. And we were saying we didn't know where to find um, the the two seasons that ran. Thank you, Craig. Craig says, great news. Detroiters is on Paramount+. Plus. There are two seasons well Paramount worth Plus. watching. Oh, Paramount+. We actually Plus. have Paramount+. Plus, yeah, we have amazingly. access to it. We'll put it that we way. We have it. Is it Craig? Or Craig. It's Craig. Craig? <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. Just in case you don't know, we are not making fun of your name, Craig. We are calling back a funny scene from, I want to say Silicon. Oh, is it Veep? Yeah. Oh, but it's when the Veep visits Silicon Correct. Valley. I always think it's from the show Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you, Craig. Um, and thank you, everybody, for writing in. We'll get to more of your emails and voicemails next week. In the meantime, we should probably let you know how you can send us those emails and voicemails. Let's start with the voicemail line, the number. Are you ready for this? Do you have a pad of paper and a pencil? 607 444 5597. That's 607-444-5597. Give us a call. We love to hear your voice. You can also email us, though. You can also record yourself and send us a voice memo at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail.com. And check out our YouTube page where I've been uh, posting old commercials that I find on VHS tapes. Just look for After These Messages Podcast on YouTube. And you can still find us on Facebook, on our Facebook group. And Facebook. Why isn't that on this... Did I strip that from the I think from you, the template? I think you took it out of the template. I took it out of the template. How disrespectful, especially on a on a day where we've examined internet's impact on advertising and culture. Yeah. It's a For shame. For shame. All right, everybody. Fun show. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. You're too proud. I'm like you would be too if you had the juice now.